today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. And Jason. So uh, Prince Harry continues to make headlines. And you got to give him credit for that, that usually you have one shot, you know, Oprah and you're in and you're out. Uh, He had a second shot on Netflix, which did really well. And this book, which we thought, what else is he going to say? The book's gotten more attention than anything. You know, so the promo tour for the book. You yeah. got to give him credit, right? Uh, well, I mean, you got to sure. give him credit for this. I mean, this was a well-planned publicity rollout. Yeah, the book's going to sell like wildfire, and uh, you know, it's a partially because people are fascinated by the trick, trick, trickle of uh, information and details that are coming out. He still has saved stuff, like stuff we hadn't heard. He's really good. He has not, you know, exhausted the bullets that he has. He keeps rolling it out. And that's what I mean. It's just, it it is, um, you think he said everything, and then he amps it up in the next platform. Yeah. So this time, what I just found, and and you got to help me on this, Um, some of what he said you know, especially on the 60 Minutes interview, I have to say, um, he makes a point hmm. that, you know, I mean, look, and I don't know whether this is true or not. It wouldn't shock me. Um, we've done specials on the royal family and on their exit from the royal family. And we talked to a lot of people who said that the royal family has a very tight relationship with the British press, especially tabloid press. Yeah. And um, they will trade information. And look, we have seen this here in the United States where, you know, people have, you know, in the past kind of famously um, made deals with various news outlets and said, look, don't do this and we'll give you this. Mm -hmm. And that's happened. So why wouldn't it happen in England? He says it did and does. And he said that Camilla is um, the villain here because people hated her, and it seems like he was not not a fan either, nor was William, uh, because of the history, obviously, Um, and that Camilla wanted to rehabilitate her image basically by selling him out. Do a good story on me, Camilla would allegedly say, and I'll give you dirt on Harry and and, and Meghan, and that seems to be, that's what he's saying. Right. And... I got to say, it wouldn't shock me if it's true. Wouldn't shock me at all. So Camilla comes into the family. Obviously, she's having an affair with Charles throughout the marriage of Charles and Diana. Diana which Di- everybody knows. Which everybody knows. Di- Diana died. Well, they get divorced. People blame Camilla and Charles. Uh, and Well, and- no, no. They blame the paparazzi. No, no, no. Well... Yeah. Sorry, they get a, divo- they get a divorce first. Okay, so, so, oh, so right. Charles and Diana divorce a couple of years before her death. As part of that, there's a lot of blame. I think it's about four or five years before her death. There's a lot of blame being placed on Charles and on Camilla for driving them apart. Um, well, it was because then, of Diana's interview where she said there are three people in this marriage. In this, in this marriage, exactly. And then Diana dies. And yes, the paparazzi are behind it. But there's a seeming lack of sympathy coming from the entire royal family towards Diana in this entire thing, rec- not recognizing how beloved she is. And Camilla becomes even le- less popular. And it took a good decade for her sort of to now be accepted as just sort of a person in the royal family that I don't think and now the And now the question about. is, how did that come about? And yeah. what Harry is saying, it came about with her trading in, with horse trading, basically, yeah. saying, look, do a good story on me and I'll give you shit on them. Right. And that, that's and that's what he's saying. But- I, I agree with that, and maybe it seems it rings true, but that's not what we're talking about, right? We're talking about the way they treated 
uh, Megan and the way they treated Harry in the context of Megan. That's what the discussion point is. Well, no, is. no, he made a big point last night I of know saying this. I know he did, and I thought, oh, well, you're currying favor with something that seems true, and nobody has any, you know, there's no love loss for Camilla. You can throw her under the boat. But, but I think that deflects a little bit from really what the question is, is... Did the British media target Meghan unfairly? Which he, he's trying to draw that right. He's trying to draw that 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 parallel between look, the British press is in the pocket of the royal family. You can see it through the Camilla stuff and Camilla the way she manipulated the press. That's the same thing that's happening to Meghan and me now. We're being manipulated by the royal family utilizing the press. But the, but the royal family, see, I, look, I think leading up to their exit, I kind of buy it. After their exit, come on. I mean, the royal family won't even speak out loud. So there's nothing. The British press is reacting not to leaks from Buckingham Palace. The British press is now reacting based on what Meghan and Harry are saying. That leads me to something that he said in his in, in the interview, I believe, last night. I'm getting the two interviews conflated, but last night, where he said that he would love to one day be able to resume and a family relationship. This is what I want to get into. But based on public allegations over the last six months, he doesn't know how that's possible. What public allegations have come out over the last six months? His against them. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what he was talking about. Yeah, no. I mean, what 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 I took from all of this is, I mean, this is such a classic case of cake eating too. <laughs> it really is. That I, I mean, he has gone after them in an unprecedented way. Now, look, that's his right. Putting aside whether or not it's justified or not. Right, that's his right. right. That's his right. Right. And then to say, yeah, I love my brother and I want to have a relationship with them going forward. Wait a minute. I watched the 60 Minutes. I, I watched the 60 Minutes interview. Anderson Cooper quoted from, and I don't have the exact phrase here, but quoted from his book where he says... You know, he refers to William as basically going alarmingly bald, kind of ugly. Yeah. It's, that is such a gratuitous shot over the bow. You don't yeah. – ha- I mean, look, you want to say he was he was violent toward me? Fine. You want to say that he was right. not a good brother to me? Fine. Right. You want to say that he didn't embrace Megan? Fine. But, but when personal insults when you about do his appearance. These yeah. ad hominem personal yeah. attacks, you know – yeah, and th- and and yet he says he says this. Do you speak to William now? Do you text? Uh, currently no. But I look forward to I look forward to us being able to find peace. How I long want... has it been since you spoke? Um, a while. Do you speak to your dad? We aren't. We haven't spoken for quite a while. Um, no, not recently. Can it? Be healed? Yes. The board is very much in their court. But, you know, Megan and I have continued to say that we will openly apologize for anything that we did wrong. But every time we ask that question, no one's telling us the specifics or anything. There needs to be a constructive conversation, one that can happen in private that doesn't get leaked. One that can happen in private that doesn't get leaked. He has a book. Yeah. He has a Netflix special. Yeah. He's got Oprah. I mean, when it's like, what is He's that? He's saying it all publicly. And what then, is the, yeah. yeah, it's like they're saying it all. He says it all publicly, and then they can't say it publicly, and they can't leak what the conversation is. And then the question is, if you were Charles or William, on what planet 
would you say, sure, we'll sit down in private and agree that we won't talk about it publicly after the book, Netflix and uh, Oprah? Right. You've shown that you're going to talk about everything very publicly. Right. And the, the, the whole, the whole I, thing. And yeah. do, you, do you see my point? I, I, I totally see I, I, Because yeah. I see some of what he's saying, honestly, as, you know, I, I buy it. But this is ridiculous. Are you ready to shop? Ragaton's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Ragaton is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. You know, look, I just don't understand how he can think that based on everything that's happened and you know that 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 there's going to be some repairing of this relationship and if you watched him he seemed very confident except in that one part where anderson cooper said how long has it been since you haven't talked he seemed very nervous yeah uh you know not 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 recently yeah It, it just felt very nervous it's been a while it's clear and he made it clear with his dad it was really a while yeah, I mean, they're he, not talking. They're, they're not talking, and and to to your point, that the idea that this could be repaired by having a private conversation where Harry can then go out and cast that conversation however he wants, as he's shown willingness to do. One fault I had. Would you trust him? I, I would not trust him. And one pro, one issue I had in the interviews is there was a lot of talk about like the, the quote that you just you just mentioned. If if there was something that I could say publicly to apologize, let me know. But I need you to identify what that thing is for no, me. No, no, he didn't say publicly. He said, if we did something to offend you, let me know. And I'll apologize for and it. And I'll apologize for it. Now, it's interesting because when he said that William said Megan was rude and abrasive yeah. and whatever the other thing was, um, I guess he did, William did lay out a grievance. Did they discuss what that was about? Yeah, I, I would have loved for the reporter to say... Do you think that you made any mistakes in this whole thing? We've heard a million mistakes that you put at the feet of Camilla and Harry, uh, uh, um, um, uh, uh, William and and his wife and the Queen and everybody else and your father. But what mistakes have yeah, you made? Never, that would have been an obvious question that I never heard asked. Right. I never heard asked. So, right. um, you know, look. There are two ways of looking at this with Megan because it seems like this was the lightning. Well, look, they William and Harry didn't get along. I mean, he made that clear for yeah. a long time. Yeah, since his mother's death, they they said that they even feuded before the his, rivalry, even before yeah. his mother's death, but especially after. Yeah, and so um, with Megan, I mean, there are two ways of looking at it. One is maybe she was rude to them. Maybe she was, you know, a boss bossy or whatever. On the other hand, you know, they are such you know stiff upper lip people. And they're so kind of steeped in tradition yeah. that it could be that Megan was just being a, a, an ordinary American person. Yeah. And, you know, and some of the things that ordinary Americans do when you put them in the royal family. Oh, my God, you didn't curtsy. You didn't do this. It, you know, it's like, 
Americans just don't think that way. And I can see that being uh, offensive to the crown, but also ridiculous to Megan. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so was that ever discussed? I mean, did they ever air that out? Did You know, when William was saying this to Harry, did Harry say to William, what do you mean? Or did William explain? And none of that's coming out. It's just like, here's the headline, and then we're going to fight and you're going to break my necklace. Yeah, I mean, uh, William marries this ideal British, very posh, very polished young woman who plays every game perfectly. And then to Harry's point, Harry then marries a a intelligent, brash American actress who is not going to play these roles. And I'm sure that the, that the British royal family expects women to play these roles. We see it in sort of watching The Crown that Diana was sort of a little bit unwilling and, to play and, these. And Meghan may have actually pulled back in terms of who she actually is. I'm sure everybody because, does. Yeah. Because, you know, she is. She was an activist and all these other things. And you have to kind of align somewhat in some way. And maybe she did, and it just wasn't to the satisfaction of the royals. And they're all, how dare you, when what she did is what any ordinary person would do. Yeah. And But on the other hand, maybe there was also an element of the other. I, I'm sure there was a lack of sort of everybody coming together to meet in the middle, right? There were there were, sta- there were grounds staked out, and they wanted to, them to come, the other person to come in their direction. There, they did a nice job. Harry did a, a good job of, of, of generating sympathy for him, talking about his reaction to his mother's death. I thought that was actually pretty effective. Um, whether it's a PR stunt or, or not, I thought, you know, to, to hear about how he descended in drug use, when he was only 13 when his mother died, he wasn't exactly clear about when he descended in drug use. He said by his late 20s, yeah, he, never said. he was hopeless and lost and seemed like he was deepened into the drugs by the late 20s. But well, yeah, it but happened we, we, earlier than that. Maybe so, but we know that when he served in Afghanistan, I mean, clearly he was... Sober yeah. during... I mean, he was that. flying a helicopter. Right, right, right. And... Um, and that was interesting, too. I mean, look, when we did our royal special just after they left England, um, we talked to people and made it very clear that he was absolutely happiest when he was serving in Afghanistan. And for all the reasons he mentioned, you know, last night on on 60 Minutes, you know, he was talking about I was one of the guys, I fit in, you know, I felt purpose and all of that. And, you know, so it seems like the ship kind of got righted when he was there, but then when he when he left Afghanistan, he's a guy that was not happy being part of the royal family. I mean, that's the only thing it is. I think getting out from under that yoke, was he was probably never the best thing happy. He never wanted to be part of it. Right. Never wanted to be part of it. But what I found really interesting is just his relationship with William was fractured long before Meghan Markle. Fascinating. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. And and. He, uh, in the lip service to wanting to repair that relationship, it seems, I mean, people grow old and they get back together, but it seems that, we, we, if I had to guess, I'd say decades away from a true reconciliation between these brothers. Sort of like the Eagles. So, <laughs> as the next parallel I was going to make, the Eagles. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. 